Religion is a curious thing. It is a highly personal matter, but yet we also believe it has this essential communal component to it. It's about the big things in life, the things that we can't see. And yet, we gather to try to represent what cannot be seen through symbol and ritual. Our three readings today offer us an opportunity to really think about the seen and the unseen, or as we say today in our creed, the visible and the invisible. Our first reading was from the Acts of the Apostles, which is the second book of two by St. Luke. The Gospel of Luke being the first. And St. Luke wrote them very deliberately as a two-part unit. They go together. He makes all kinds of connections between them, deliberately. But what's interesting is that he never mentions the disciples Justice and Matthias in the Gospel. But here in Acts, he says that they had been with all the other disciples from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. What was unseen in the Gospel of Luke becomes seen in the Acts of the Apostles. Our Gospel is what's called the priestly prayer of Jesus, that passage we heard. In many ways, it's the apex of the Gospel of John. The four chapters that come before it are about the Last Supper, Jesus washing the feet of the disciples and giving instructions to them. The last four chapters after this are about Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. But this chapter is in the middle. It is the ultimate example of Jesus' intimacy, his union with God, the way he speaks with God. In a way, it's sort of a last will and testament about what has happened, about his earthly ministry. But even more than that, Jesus places the church in the hands of God, trusting that God will make happen what needs to happen. But what specifically does Jesus pray for? Things that are hard to see. He prays that we may all be one, as he is one with the Father. Now most of us here believe that Christ is one with the Father. But how often do we believe that we really are one in the same way? Hard to see. And then... Our second reading from the first letter of John, in this beautiful, repetitious prose, affirms that God exists even though no one can see God. But he says we have definitive proof that God loves us by the way we love one another. Well, it's interesting. That passage led to the first time I got in a public scripture debate. The year was 1994, the place was the second floor of Anderson Hall at the University of Rochester, and for the first time in my life I joined a Bible study. And either the first or the second week we were looking at this passage. And there was a member of the group who insisted that those who did not believe in God could not be part of God's people, based on this passage. Well, I didn't know much about scripture, I'd never studied it. I was nervous. I knew about my personal experience, which I'm sure many of you share. And 
I spoke up and I said, my best friend doesn't believe in God. But I believe that he's part of the people of God because he is one of the most loving, caring people I know. And if we say that all love comes from God, then someone who's genuinely loving must still be part of the people of God. Well, we didn't really resolve the tension that night. But it led to really something I've spent so much time praying about for the last 18 years. About religion being where the seen and the unseen meet in this very unusual way. I think of a few of my friends who consider themselves to be atheists. They say that they cannot see God. I think of my many friends who say that they're spiritual but not religious. They say that they cannot see God working in the church. But that first letter of John says that no one has ever seen God. And I would challenge us that also no one has ever seen the full extent of what the church is. Or better, no one understands completely who the church is. If the proof of God's existence is our genuine love for one another, perhaps we've been overly limited in our understanding of who God is and who the church is. When we gather for Eucharist every time, we rehearse for the heavenly banquet. We break bread with people from across the country, from across the world, and from across the ages. And when we get to that final heavenly banquet, I think we're going to be surprised at some of the people who are there as members of the body of Christ. I think there's going to be more than a few people like Justice and Matthias, people who've been among us the whole time, but we didn't recognize them. We believe that God answers our prayers. And on the night before he died, Jesus prayed that we may all be one. Today, can we believe that God answered that prayer? We are one in the love of God.